Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Coming soon to Podcast One, Red Circle Sports with Dennis Miller. Get your weekend sports roundup every Tuesday exclusively from Podcast One and comedian Dennis Miller. He's going through and circling the most exciting headlines so you don't have to and bringing you a lot of laughs along with them. Be sure to download new episodes of Red Circle Sports with Dennis Miller every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or at PodcastOne.com. Welcome back to the Toolbox, my friends. I hope you had a cherry Christmas and a very happy Bob Weir. This next hit comes from a band who took all of 20 seconds to come up with their name. Hey, there are five of us, and our instruments plug in. So how about five-man electrical band? Eh, good enough for me. Let's get more high and write a song about socialism. If only someone had a sign that said, Your band name sucks. This is the Toolbox. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you do. So I took off my hat and said, From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Brian Koppelman, with Gina Grad on news and Bald Brian on sound effects. And now, very stable genius, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on the choice, but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for all you do for us going into our 10th year here. Doing this podcast. God bless you. I want to thank uh, sponsors like uh, Zoom.us. Meet Happy with Zoom Video Communications. Very good company. Very, very reliable. Good day, Gina Grant. Good day to you. And Bald Brian. I'll share it with the world. I'm a puss. I love that Brian Koppelman is uh, here. I must say, you bring up the show Billions in front of anybody with a couple of brain cells to rub together and they just light up every time i bring this show up it's like my wife's one of my wife's favorite shows every time i bring up this show it's like oh as a matter of fact she had a question for you which is i'll I'll get to that in a second the podcast the moment with brian koppelman uh bon jovi's coming up and then adam carolla man two guys titans the greats (laughs) No more rock and mullets from the eighties huh. than uh, Jovi and uh, Corolla and uh, John Bon Jovi. Yep, <laughs> that is uh, episodes. No, t- Tony Bon Jovi, oh, who, who owned the uh, power, power Station Recording Studio. <laughs> it is his own. Oh, so much. Oh, music. Oh, so much for uh, Brian Kaufman. Uh So that, by the way, Tuesdays on uh, Apple, and uh, you, you can find it wherever you want. But it comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, always a great conversation. Always great feedback. So um, Brian is one of these guys that I have so much to talk to about that I try to put it in order. So first, we'll just go with music for a second. I was reading about you last night, and um, I read that you discovered Tracy Chapman. Yeah, has that? Not, we never talked about that. That's amazing. I, I, I'm, I was thinking about I should have prepped uh, Chris Maxapata on this, but. Uh, Tracy Chapman is one of those artists where one of my favorite talking about a revolution is one of my favorite songs, but it didn't get played on the radio that much. But this song 
got played a lot. Well, this is talking about this revolution. Is revolution. Oh, oh, sorry. The, the slow starting the same as you slow want, car. Yeah, 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 sorry. Slow car got played. Talking about slow car, <laughs> fast car, fast car. car. I'm getting older. Yeah, yes. This is Don't one of my you know favorite like deep cut songs that never it doesn't it doesn't make the rounds. It's it's not around. We got to hear that stupid I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. I'm a, we can hear that song a thousand times, but we'll never hear this song on the radio. So let's enjoy it a little bit. And I want to know what life you discovered her in. Like I know you were in the music industry. I hope you love this song as much as I do. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't even want to talk over it. I'll talk as soon as it ends. I'm not like one of those. I'm not like Skip Stevenson. Who, right. You know, I'm not like one of those. You're going to talk on the outro. Wait. You <laughs> backsell it. Yeah. Right. That's a radio professional. Yeah, man. Don't you know you better run, 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 run. Talking about a revolution. Yes, finally the tables are starting to turn. Talking about a revolution. Oh no. Talking about a revolution. Oh, I've been standing in the welfare line. All right, you yeah. get it. You get why I love this song. So, first of all, I'm so happy to be here. As you know, man, I, I just love talking to you and Gina and Brian. This is uh. You know, I've, I've been on this show a bunch of times, and I'll call in whenever I feel like it, you know, and I'll email, and, uh, you know, we don't see each other a lot, but, you know, I consider you a friend, so thanks for having me. And, um, but the, the story of finding Tracy and this all happening is, like, exactly, I think, probably pinpoints uh, a bunch of stuff we don't, like, I love that you love this song, but, of course, pretty much all the things she's singing about, you, you don't agree with. No. So, I don't even like black there. people buying microphones, <laughs> yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'll make an so exception saying. for this one, so, for this guy. Yeah. They drop them? I, mean, I, I don't know if you're aware of the fact of what I she was saying. I hate it when they have bullhorns. I hate it, but microphones. I'm not sure if you understand what the revolution she's talking about is. It's not the Beatles revolution. So that song, you just when, when it was playing, you asked me, do you like this song? And so I'm, I was 19 years old. I was at college. Mm-hmm. And... I had spent from – because my father was in the music business, so I knew about the music business, how I knew about it. Uh, from when I was 13, I started like managing bands and doing all sorts of industrious shit like that. So I, I, I was a music freak. I still am. You know, the music on our TV show is something people write about all the time. And, you know, I'm, I, I still am an obsessed, crazed music person and music historian. Like that's a, a – like um, you with a uh, – what do you call it? A clutch, a gear shift? But you with that stuff is like yes. me with the, with the records. And um, but I had become really uh, socially committed in college, and our our college had uh, was investing its um, its funds, um, its endowment in companies that were doing business in South Africa, mm-hmm. and that we uh, the students had a real problem with that, and so we mm-hmm. organized a lot of. I led. I was one of the four Divest or five people. leaders in the divestment thing, mm-hmm. and in doing that. Uh, I, I organized this day with these other people. Not, I didn't organize it, but I was charged with uh, booking uh, all the people who were going to speak and perform for like an all-campus boycott of classes day. I was a sophomore in college. Mm. Hold on. 
quick note. Mm-hmm. Tell August I'm not playing Sun City <laughs> this year. I want to <laughs> cancel it. Cancel my Sun City gig. That's Coming right. up in March. Great song by, by Miami Steve Van Zandt, by the way. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I ain't going to play Sun City. Uh, and so uh, you can play it now, by the way. It happened. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Oh, I can play some. Now, go ahead and play uh, Tell oh, Mike. Oh, no, don't tell Mike anything. <laughs> yeah. go tell ahead nothing. And, go ahead and don't even tell him nothing. That'll confuse him. Just <laughs> go, don't communicate with Mike. Go ahead and play Sun City. Okay, back on. It's fine. Go ahead. But uh, then uh, someone said, oh, there's this singer you should get to perform. And I, I went to see Tracy play. She came out on stage. And she, she was 20, she was two, she's two years older than I am. So she was a senior at college, same college. And she got on stage. She told this story about being uh, – she's from Cleveland. She was poor. She got a scholarship to the school, one of only two black people. Uh, what school is it? I, I, we were at Tufts, but she was at a boarding – you know, she was talking about being at a boarding school when she was 16 and seeing all these people and everything they were, they were thinking about. They were – you know, I don't think they were nice to her and the other uh, black person there. It was really difficult and she wrote – she said, and so I – in thinking about this stuff, I wrote this song, and she played talking about a revolution. And in that wow. moment, I fucking started crying for real. Because you know, imagine just being in a little room and hearing that. There sure. were forty of us in this room, and I spent the next two and a half years trying to get her a record deal. And it was an amazing thing. I I went up to her and I said, "Listen, um, please come play this thing." So so on. This would have been what year? Uh, when I was a, I graduated from college in eighty eight, so eighty six. It was in eighty five or eighty six. My sophomore and, year of school. And she hit in 91? No, no. That album was number one in August. The album was number one in August of 88. When I graduated oh, that college, early. that album was number one in August of 88. Good Thanks job. Thanks to you. Good that job. Was yeah. And it, it was, uh, I will say, because you'll like this because it's the gatekeeper morons. I would, uh, this is my favorite part of this. Lots of parts of, of this uh, I love, but my favorite part of it. Because it taught me a lesson that uh, made me know that uh, the gatekeepers, the people who say no, really don't know anything most of the time i would get these guys who were a and r people you know the people who sign acts at the labels i would get them to come up and see tracy perform and she would perform and they would start crying they got it they got how great she was they would start crying they would see that like now by then there were like 300 people at every show she played throughout new england and they would come up to me and they'd say oh that's the greatest thing i've ever seen can i shake her hand and i think oh we're we're good we're golden and I'd say, sure. And I w- they would shake her hand and then they would walk – I would walk them to their car, bitter Boston cold, and they would say, um, now you know I can't sign her to a record deal. <laughs> right. And I would say, well, you're, dude, your shirt is still wet from you snotting all over it when she was playing the song. And, and uh, they would say, yeah, yeah, but who's going to listen to music from uh, you know, a, a, a gay, black you – know, they would just do this whole thing and I'd say, well, you know, what station am I going to play it on? Black radio won't play it. Yeah. Rock radio won't play it because it won't play someone who looks like her. And I kept saying, because of the, the gift of being an innocent kid, right? I knew about the business, but I was still a kid. I would say, yeah, but the songs. And they would go, kid, someday. Yeah. And it was an incredible lesson for me when later Dave and I wrote Rounders and we got rejected in the beginning. I was like, you know, your instinct is to think they're right. But I was like, well, no, no, no. I've seen this movie play. I've seen this play out before. I've seen the experts um, decide on the easy course of action, which is always to say no, because there's no risk in saying no. And it was a great life lesson at a very early age. And I remember, you know, I, I got job offers from all those people, obviously, after the thing happened. And um, she hit really big when yeah, it became when she number hit. one, number one album, and right. and, and and thirteen million re- records worldwide. It, it was a an incredible thing to be a part of. What was sad to me was, and uh, you know, of all the people who bought those records, a lot of them uh, that that album, you know, a lot of them 
didn't care about what she was singing about. Nothing really changed. I was yeah. so young, I thought, oh, this is going to change the world. Well, to to be fair, like when we're, you know, it's kind of a two way street because I I will when when me and at the time my uh, four year old daughter are dancing our asses off to Fergalicious. We don't really care what it means either, because that's going to change the world. <laughs> that's the my bottom. Humps, my humps. That's the bottom. Yeah, the lady humps. Like that's the bottom of the scale, and this is the top. But we don't care about the bottom or the top. We're just we're just there. Like like the, that song "Free Nelson Mandela." Yeah. No one even knew they were saying Nelson Mandela. It's like free as a Magella. And people are like dancing at the party, like, what's a Magella? I guess it's a kind of bird, I guess. Dance, idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's Magellan. Like, that's, that's how we're wired. Yeah, or like in your sadly. favorite band, the Beastie Boys, people don't know they're saying shake your rump. The beautiful no. lyrics, shake yeah. your rump, are being oh, poetry. They'll, they'll be missed. It is, though, actually. So, uh, the, uh, Billy, so I want you to know, like, how, um, how popular the show is and how, how, beloved or beloved mm-hmm. i've some figured it out the show is i was talking to my uh, guy I do the car cast with matt deandrea yesterday and uh he said oh i just got a tweet or something brian said uh, march 25th third season premieres on showtime and i said is this based on me telling you that he's coming in or something? And he's like, no, what's he doing? I oh, said, he's, he's coming in to do the show tomorrow. And he's like, oh, no, I'm just a huge Billions fan. And I'm excited that it's that it's coming out. So he's nice when it's that organic. that organic. And it my really wife is. wants to know who the Axelrod character is based on in uh, Billions. It's fiction. Just tell her it's fiction, and then later you. Why are you winking it out of when you yeah, and I can talk weird. about Air it? <laughs> you know, it's writing fiction. down a name. Uh, Let me just uh, get everybody sued. Well, on she, a Sunday morning, well, why I'll, not? I'll, I'll, I'll then I'll make this easy. You, she will probably be at the other shop at some point, and uh, if you're there when she's there, we'll you talk may, about you may, it. Together. You may, you may tell her. Uh, speaking of the other shop, it's so. I love it. When people are motivated, and I love to be able to tell the difference when people are motivated versus unmotivated, and it's always funny because they never give you the answer, but you'll know the answer, which is um, my schedule this morning was to get up early and to come out and do Brian's podcast with him and then do our podcast with Brian and then go watch some football, but that would mean getting up early and getting it together and my son is an early riser and my daughter i think proudly boasts to me the day before that she slept till eleven twenty six. wow jesus wearing that as a as jealous good for her <laughs> i remember the days right and christy and i will get ready for bed now like be getting ready for bed on a friday or saturday at eight forty five. like we're brushing our teeth and she looked at me honest to god the other day and she goes we used to go to bars yeah <laughs> She life, uh, life changes. She said she would have made it till noon, but she rolled <laughs> over onto a Nilla wafer, <laughs> and it woke her it up. Snapped. Yeah, and, and shocked her. And out she of a realized sleep. she was hungry, <laughs> so she sits in her bed and eats Nilla wafers and uh, sleeps till noon. It's a and so I said, "Well, here's the deal: <clears throat> we're going to watch football tomorrow. But if you want to come watch football tomorrow, Natalia, you got to be up." And you got to be up early, and you got to be ready to rock. Now, Sonny, I don't worry about. He's up with the sun. Natalia will go till noon. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
Now, Natalia, I'm not going to wake you up. I'm not going to knock on your door. I'm not going to do anything. If you're ready to go when I'm ready to go at 830 in the morning, then you'll be with us. And if not, well, then you'll come with mommy at noon or noonish or one or two thirty or the next day, like whatever <laughs> that schedule is. But you're rolling the dice with that schedule. So that was it. And then I explained to her that Sal, cousin Sal's son, Archie would be there. Oh, Archie. She just, boy. just had a fun time with hanging out with Archie and Maui and Sal and everyone else. And I think somebody has a little crush on Archie. Okay. So as I was going to bed, I was thinking to myself, now, how's this going to work? Because there's no scenario where she's standing in the kitchen ready to rock at 8.15 in the morning, except for there's this new variable, and that's Archie, who's going to be at the other shop. And if she, that's right. Yeah, the Archie. The sugar. That's right. If she's going to go, she may not see Archie if she waits for mommy. Right. Or it may be very brief because they're going to show up and grab Sonny and go to a basketball game or whatever it is. So I just went to bed thinking, well, what's more powerful? That's right. The sleep gene or the I have a crush on Archie gene. And when I woke up this morning, guess who was standing was in the kitchen? Yeah. I saw her walk in with you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've already this given morning. a to this morning. I remember being alone. Right. So here's my point with everyone all the time. Stop telling me you can't do this or that person can't do that or, you know, they just yeah. couldn't rally. Yeah. Or they just, no. The second Archie waits. It's the Archie factor. Right. When there's something you want, there's something. And, and obviously that one's a pretty powerful one. You know, food is, attraction is, whatever. Fishing, whatever you're into, if that's there, you're ready to rock. All other scenarios would be me shaking her, going, get up, get up, and her smacking me in a rogue Nilla wafer sailing (laughs) through the air as she hand swatted me, and I'm explaining, and then she'd go, give me five more minutes, and I'd go to the kitchen, and I'd come back, and she'd be back asleep, like, but then- Honey pokes his, you need help, father? But then there's Archie, pow, up, waiting in the kitchen. So- Act as if. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't treat your life as if, well, what's in it for me? Or where's my Archie? Or who's waiting? Just get up and go. Treat okay, every I, day I, like I, there's Archie can, waiting can, can for you. Can I just you. say one thing, and in, in, in perhaps in, in her, her sort of not, not defense, but just looking looking ahead. I know you like to tell everybody everything that's gone on in your day all the time. When you see Archie, don't tell him this story. I will oh, not. Yeah. Do you know what I'm Never. saying? Don't tell Never. Archie the story. Just how was your morning, Adam? Never. You say, Mr. Carroll, you say it was great. That's never. it. Move on. You'll never guess. No, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, don't seat them together on the couch to watch the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't call them lovebirds. Yeah, just just let the thing ha- let the day happen for them. No, you're you're exactly right. Just if you catch me doing that, you stop me. Yes. Cautionary side note, is little Grayson going to be there today? Because this could get volatile because he's oh. in love with Natalia as he calls her Matalia. So, oh. Love triangle. Yeah, so you just want to be careful for that later. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh I'll, I'll bring a hose in just in case they get tangled up. Here's a heavy thought that I thought uh, Brian Koppelman would enjoy, and you guys as well. Um, I may even do a preemptive sniff on this oh, one. You it's better that, save it's that, that for powerful. when it's, when it's, it's that powerful. Right. Preemptive <laughs> sniff. This is this you're laying some <gasps> pipe. We have all, all mused here. I always say that. We act, we make rules, arbitrary rules for ourselves, and we laugh heartily at rules like 
the guy's in the minivan. He's going down the endless highway with no traffic on it. And it says, professional driver, closed course, do not attempt. Right. And it's like, do not attempt. How am I going to get the van back from the goddamn dealership if I can't yeah. operate the van? I can't, I don't, I can't have uh, Joey Chitwood in here, a professional stunt driver, taking me all over town. Eventually, I'm going to have to pilot my own van. Uh, do not attempt in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Like, I get the one where we're driving off the pier, but just driving. I'm not allowed to tempt. So, uh, and it's like, oh, lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. And then every single time I take a flight, it's uh, tampering with, uh, this is a non-smoking flight. This is a 100% smoke-free zone. There is no smoking on this flight, including the lavatory. Tampering with, disabling. Or dis- damaging, uh, damaging disassembly. the disassembly. And I'm like, just say tampering. Let's get on. Or just say no smoking. You can say no smoking. It's a no smoking flight. We'll move on. We don't need to get into what you may do to the smoke detector. You should already know don't tamper with the plane. Right. The plane's probably Leave not the plane alone. You know That's what I mean? Right. Leave, don't, touch, don't touch the plane. Yeah, don't don't touch the plane. Yeah, you, yeah, sir, yeah, you can do the tray table. That's the only thing you yeah. can touch. So all the things that just sort of drive, drive us nuts. The idea that whenever they have beer commercials or alcohol commercials, they're not, they're, they show people holding the beer, pouring Clinking, the beer, right. slow motion, like porn shots of the beer being poured, hot chicks Branding with the, the beer. Casks. We got Spuds McKenzie over there standing next to the chickens with the beer. They're holding it up, but we can't sip the beer. Yet they let everyone eat Big Macs in the commercials. We can't, right. we can't show them doing yeah. what you do. The with, only thing you can do with that drink. I was watching. A commercial. It's in a weird way. It's better to watch things with no sound. You sort of absorb them more, especially commercials, because you get like where we're at, the, the zeitgeist of the country and everything. I was at the gym, and they just had the TV up, and a commercial came on, and it was a commercial for the Marine Corps, and they were showing explosions and guy with an M16 just firing off round after round after round. And I thought to myself. We're allowed to show, like when you join the Marines, mm-hmm. you fire yeah. the gun. That's that's why you go to the Marines to shoot a gun. Would that people. make sense? Yeah. At, at people, like trick, bang, 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 bang. And I said, but in a beer commercial. And the next commercial was a Modelo commercial with a father and a son. And they're like walking through a bean field or something. And they're holding the beers and they're holding it up. And I, But they had to cut out before they took that sip. And I thought, here's our society. Fire the M16 all you want. That we can show with the with the fire coming out of the, the muzzle. Yeah. But you can't show the father and son take a hit off of that beer. Right. What the hell? And of course, you know, the, the footage of the shooting of the of the rifle and everything's on a training course or whatever. What do you think they're training for? They're trying yeah. to kill Shoot enemies. to kill. Yeah, they're, they're trying to find, kill bad guys. Find this. Uh, you can look for this Marine spot. It wasn't on a training course. This Ooh. guy was like in country. Battle. Mm. Although it's kind of... Hard to tell because all the countries we're fighting now currently look like, like training, training course. course. It looks yeah. like we're out in the desert outside of Palm Springs. <laughs> like It must be great for filmmakers. It used to be like, let's turn this jungle into a meadow. Now it's like, right. let's turn this place into a training course. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So uh, that was a thought. Tracy Chapman had written down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do made-up movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, who better than Brian for this? Um uh, Let's see. I'll do a quick spot here, and then we'll. So get ready. We'll do our. We'll do our uh, made-up movie. I don't know how to describe this marine commercial, Maxipata, um, other than it was just whatever the latest marine commercial is. And it's, it's for the marines. Showing the dude going underneath the water. By the way, 
uh, showing guys do, doing wildly unpleasant things in your commercial, like when they're in the mud swamp <laughs> and they're pulling themselves, they're going under the rope, under the water, yeah. in the mud bog. Show these guys out whoring and getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like when I was 19, that jumping in the, the mud pit, not a draw. Yeah. Whoring and tattooing. Ooh, Marine. There you That's go. That's what you want. That's right. Zoom.us. Video conferencing has changed business. Zoom delivers flawless video, clear audio, and instant sharing across any device, desktop, laptop, tablet, or mobile. That's right. Dazzling HD video, up to 25 people on the screen at once. The technology is absolutely insane. And these guys... Uh, this is for business, but you can start an account and use it for your vacations, your family, whatever. Just whoever you want to video in, it's much better. We've tried Skype a few times. It never seems to work out. Share anything from any device, uh, Word files, spreadsheets, videos from uh, YouTube, photos from your uh, phone. Mm-hmm. Even uh, set up a green screen, create a backdrop for your client's logo or uh, image that makes you look like uh, you're in a ballpark or at the beach. Why not? Zoom.us. Visit Zoom.us. Set up your free account today. Meet happy with Zoom video communications. Get that free account going today. All right. All yes. right we found, I mean, they have a lot of recruitment commercials all, all in the similar vein. So we found one that oh uh, looked quite unpleasant. Pretty violent. Assumes fear and weakness. The is ready to fight whatever shape the battle takes. Because as long as there are battles, there will always be Marines. Some Ridley Scott stuff right Yeah, there. you know what exactly that looks like to me upon, I mean, there's there's people sort of pixelating and showing up in other worlds. Is it supposed to look like Call of Duty? Is it supposed to make kids yes. think that they can be in the video game? Looked like right. it was crawling through some duty at some it's- point. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. The Marines crawl of duty. That's what that mud bank is. I think that the whoring and stuff would uh, commercial would would work well for one of the other branches. But I think the Marines they want to know. I was going to say they're the toughest, the hardest. They're trying to attract. Navy, maybe. Yeah, they're trying to. I didn't want. I wanted you to say it. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. trying. It was Corolla said the Navy is just for Mm -hmm. whoring and uh, tattooing. No, I'm saying that's a big and whoring. I'm saying that. I'm saying that's a big part of it. I'm not saying that's all it is. But the Village People song makes it seem. Right. Like it's about other we things. We want you. We want you. Yeah, we want you true. as a new recruit. You know, it just makes it seem like it's about other things. <laughs> that's but, why I'm always listening to the uh, YMCA instead. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it that they can show him firing live rounds from his M16, presumably at, at human beings, and a father and son can't take a hit off their yeah. beer? One's a government recruitment video, literally, yeah. and the other one is uh, antiquated laws. So when the government gets to decide... Yeah. They oh, air I mean, yeah, when they there. need when they need bodies and sign ups, literally. So you couldn't show somebody holding a lit cigarette or Are even you holding. Crazy? I don't think you could show them holding you know, a those cigarette. All, a lot of that stuff happened when we were kids, where they started restricting what those things that you could show. There was a time that you could show people drinking, and then it got it got taken away. And I think that the laws. You know, there was a t- there there was a time, and then on the other hand, there was a time that lawyers weren't allowed to advertise. Mm. That only happened about twenty years what a ago. Utopia. I was going to say. All right, so we're going to do a little um, made-up movie. Yeah, you want to do it? Let's do it. In a world where titles are many and plots are few, one man can take your movie names and make them come to life. What is going on? Adam Carolla stars in. 
made-up movie. All right. A quick question for Brian Kalman, who did uh, Walking Tall, the remake, which I enjoyed quite a bit. The Rock, one of his earlier movies, did you have any idea that The Rock would be The Rock that early in his career? The big thing, the big takeaway from that film was that we didn't want to rewrite big Hollywood action movies anymore because uh, we got a call from all the producers and uh, the director, and they said, listen, you know, he carries he carries a stick. And we said, yeah. They and go Walking Tall, yeah. They said... Uh, Make the stick have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's when I knew I had to get out of that racket. What I knew was that uh, – You did a great job. Like his anthropomorphic twin? Yes. It needs, to, the, it needs to have it. So listen, if we're going to have the stick, it's got to really be – It was a sassy black it's lady. It's got to be a thing. By Whoopi Goldberg. That's exactly right. So oh, no child. That, that was a really terrific moment in my life. That's when you look and you go, they're paying us. And it was uh, – like a, a big money rewrite job. We had one big call with The Rock and what I noticed right away was how fucking smart that guy was. As, you know that thing where you're on a conference call eight people and they're all trying to impress everyone else and then one guy is just interested in how do I do this the best way that I can? And uh, he, he did a good job uh, of understanding who he... It was clear he understood who The Rock was supposed to be, Dwayne Johnson was supposed to be. But I don't know him. I don't know him well. Uh, I had basically this one, maybe two calls, but one big one where I was like, oh, yeah, that guy is the real thing. But I didn't know he was – you never really know. How could you? I mean, and especially since the odds are so insanely stacked against – Sometimes the person knows, though. I have, I'll tell you just before we do this because yeah. there's another thing. You'll enjoy this. Uh, Vin Diesel. I worked with him on a movie called Knockaround Guys. And right. um, at the time, he was unknown. So to speak to this question of when you know or you don't know. And Seth Green was in the movie and he had just come off of Buffy and uh, the uh, Austin Powers movies. Mm-hmm. And he was very famous and young girls in particular loved Seth. Sure. We were shooting in a town. Mm-hmm. We were shooting in a town 200 miles outside of Calgary. Just There were a town with you know 400 people in it total. And – but wherever we would go, there would be a mob of young girls for Seth. And one night we were shooting in this little town called Delia – and the same thing was happening. And Vin walked walked away from all that. And Dave, my uh, you know filmmaking partner, and I watched Vin walk down this quiet street. And he he was putting his hands out uh, beside him, like kind of like uh, checking the space around him. And there was no one in that space around him. And he was just walking alone. And he kind of kept drifting off into the night. And it wasn't. It was a very weird place and a strange thing to do. So we went walking over to him, and, and we said, what, "What's going on?" And he just goes, "Uh." Well, I, I want to see what it feels like, you know, to be uh, alone like this. Because uh, a year from now, I'm going to be mobbed every place that I go. And I'm never going to be able to walk alone on the street. It's going to be uh, like Beatlemania. This sounds and, uh, very uh, consistent <laughs> from what I've heard about Vin Diesel. And, wow. But, you know, at the time, you're looking at that guy. You're putting, you know the thing okay. where you're putting your arm around the soldier in the movie. You're walking him back. Come on, right. son. Let's sure go back are. to the front lines together. It'll yeah. all be okay. Doc, Doc, can you come over here? Bergdahl needs yeah. a sedative. Yeah. Exactly. Doc, Doc, can I get you? You know, you're, you're trying to bring the guy back to the reality. But, of course, a fucking year from then, Riddick comes, you know, the first Riddick movie comes out. And boy, like within a year, Vin Diesel tr- was Vin Diesel. The good first of the car, like the whole thing fucking happened. Bad for us, but and yeah, good for him. He, <laughs> I mean, you, wait a second. Nobody likes those movies. Nobody watches those movies more closely. Nobody, films, st- I study them. Nobody watches films, those films thank you. more closely than you do. But the, the point is that that guy, 
like was literally going, I want to just really appreciate this moment of peace and quiet. And but it was just like, uh, I, I, we walked back and he was, I knew he was great in the movie and he's shockingly smart. He, he wrote and directed this little movie called Multifacial. That's how Spielberg found him. And he's amazing in the movie and the movie is really good. He plays all these different roles. But that guy just knew he was – guess what? I'm going to be one of the biggest movie stars in the world and there's nothing anyone can say that can stop me. And so that was a time – I learned a lot from that, from that moment, which was uh, sometimes crazy people are right. But I, <laughs> no, I, I love Vin and he's not crazy. He's highly rational. But he like, kind of allowed himself to f- uh, picture, to visualize – this other reality you manifested and manifested it. it somehow. Wow. Well, there's a balance. There is. Rudy, Rudy, 38 from Portland. Yes, sir. Adam, big fan. All of you guys. Love all you guys. What's going on? Hey, I got a, I got a movie title for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in keeping up with the theme of football playoffs, after further review. Oh. I have a thought about this one. It's a little, it's a little on the nose. But uh, Ed O'Neill is playing like an Ed Hockley type, like an like aging, this. big-armed, mm-hmm. but aging ref. Referee, football referee. All football right. well, no, football he's like official. He's shape. He's shocking. Football official, but he's getting, he's getting long in the tooth, and they have to, like, pass a, uh, they have to pass a physical every year oh. and this, that, and the other. These guys got to run up and down the entire mm-hmm. you know, length of the field. Right. These guys well, have to shape. but this is the problem. He, he has glaucoma is oh, setting in, no. and his eyesight isn't isn't what it is and it's starting to fade but he wants one more year and he wants to get to the show he needs that pension one more he year needs, and he when gets he, the he, pension otherwise he's, that's he doesn't right. get it doesn't that's get his right full pension. that's right and he's uh doing a, a in front of a ravenous buffalo crowd <laughs> on a game the championship game that would send them into the into the super bowl right. after 25 years that's right and he goes under the hood and he realizes he's reviewing a play but he can't really can't, can't see the out. play, no. <laughs> and he can't really call. He can't call somebody no. in to help him. There's nothing he no. can do other than pretend. If he wants that pension, he has to pretend like he saw it. He goes out. We're cutting back to the announcers booth. Like, well, this is pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he's taking him this long. No, I am. We 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 get all the we, we get Costas up in yep. there. He's or sweating. We, Al yep. Michaels. In. Al Michaels. Yep. We get we get the uh, we get Chris uh, Collinsworth. Collinsworth up there. Yep. We get cameos. The, 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 you're always able to get cameos yep. from, from from those guys, guys in your movies. Yep. And uh, they're, they're, it's running up on the jumbotron, and he goes up there and calls it against the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. even though everyone can clearly see the replay up on the jumbotron, <laughs> yeah. and the crowd His goes in bounds. Everyone can the, see the it. The crowd goes nuts, and they start throwing snowballs. It's <laughs> well, snowing because right, it's obviously late in the year. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's January. It's snowing. That's right. And now this is this is it. This is his legacy. Mm-hmm. He'll ever be known for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at a certain point, we have to. Now he has to find redemption okay. and love. Mm. The next Brian, season, I, I, Brian, redemption. Oh, 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 oh. He now he's he, he the glaucoma continues to progress. Mm-hmm. The eyesight gets even worse. He becomes a, a pariah in his own his his own Ooh. city. He lives in Buffalo as well, but he ends up becoming a football coach. For a blind academy. Oh, that's, wow. that's a nice sweet. ending. All right, here's here's yes. here's another way to approach yes. after further review. Mm-hmm. How's this? 
It's uh, you get uh, you get Samuel L. Jackson. This is the cast. I'm going to start with the cast. It's Stallone, mm-hmm. Goldblum, Samuel L. Jackson, and De Niro. Okay, mm-hmm. and here's what it is: they were all uh, members. They played on on opposite sides of a huge game that happened 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when the game happened, it was something like the Tuck Rule situation. Right. The wrong team won. Right. But at the time... Alter, history, alter football there was no, yeah, The wrong team won. Yeah. But what's happened now is with the way we forensically examine these things, at the time, you couldn't really tell. Um, there, uh, the footage wasn't clear enough. Sure. But recently what happened is someone went back. They got the footage. They were able to, you know, they do the thing was, here, put it up here. Get the closer. Yeah. The enhance button. Enhance. Yeah. Do, 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 do. It makes that a noise the, when you enhance. That was the greatest enhance. button so, in these movies. Enhance. So they, they enhance. And this is, this is about justice mm-hmm. finally being done and, and a shot at redemption, another chance. Because what's happened, of course, is that Stallone was on a losing team. Mm. And since then, his life has been shit. Yeah. He's yes. not even – he's the janitor's janitor. He's not even a janitor. He, wow. When the janitor's working, he's at home cleaning the janitor's house. Whoa. That's where his situation is. In his is. mind, he could have been a Hall of Fame. And he could have, yes, the right. gone the other way. Yeah, that's right. And so these guys do the forensics on this, and they realize the wrong team won, and they decide, they, they petition, uh, the whole country starts petitioning the NFL to replay it. Not with new teams, with they're going to use their current teams, but they each get to pick two players from the glory days, oh, wow. have to be on the field. And so it's the, those guys get a chance to Rematch. go on the field and play it out one more time I like after it. further review. It's after oh. further review. Jeff Goldman's very better. tall. He could be the tight end. You know? I'm a professional. <laughs> the, uh, there was a Robin Williams movie a million years ago where he went back and played a high school football What was game. the – it, it was – I don't remember. Was Robin Williams? You don't remember this movie? Oh, it was a it was a big movie. It was a big release. Huh. It Somehow wasn't, I don't remember it. Like Mike, Mike. It wasn't uh, the best oh. of times. Yeah, it oh. had yep. on a Tom Arnold or somebody in it. Like it was a weird. Wow. That was in heavy rotation on HBO for a while. Right. Pairing. Well, well, well. You know, oh Kurt Russell. Oh, pull it up on the. I believe it exists uh, on that the just, on the whatever. Pull it up on Rotten Tomatoes and we'll we'll take a look. We'll take that a look was, at I, it. I saw it right there. Uh, yeah. All right, now uh, let's see. Let's go. To uh, let's just go to line one. Hey, uh, Mark, forty-seven, Colorado. Yes. Uh, hey, Ace Man and everybody. Big fan of the show. Hey, hey. My uh, made-up. Hold on one second. Kind of what year is this? So this is it's thirty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-six. It's, it's got Robin Williams and Kurt Russell in it. And it, do we have a synopsis of it, or even a year? 86. Small-town banker Robin Williams has never been able to live down the fact that he dropped an important pass during a crucial high school football game. Likewise tainted life is the team's star quarterback, Kurt Russell, now a garage owner. Fed up with living his life under a cloud, Williams... Hits upon a brilliant idea. He will stage a rematch 13 years after the fact with the members of the rival team. <laughs> this is, I like this next line, too. Trouble beckons when Williams' father-in-law. These are the stakes. His father-in-law announces he's rooting for the other team. <laughs> oh, oh, no! We've all been there. We've all recreated high school games 20 years on and had our father-in-law rooting son, for the other team. Can I call you a son? I feel like you're a son. Uh, I don't that, dislike how you. How did that story meeting happen? What are we, what's he going to be playing for? Is there, is there the a girl? Yeah, is there a girl Where's with cancer? Does someone have cancer? Hold on, Bob. Does he have to I, think I, I think I got it. Father-in-law. <laughs> estranged, but uh, he's, he's still the father-in-law. He is going to be rooting for Paul Kai. Okay, now he he's not a bobcat. Mm. 
Okay? Picture him up there in the Letterman jacket, the whole nine yards, Pop-ons. all right? And uh, it, he doesn't own a car dealership where Robin's character could get a job. There's nothing. He's rich. Right. He's semi-retired. Yeah, but what does he still, need? You know, what, is, what does Robin need the from other team? Robin, no, he, Robin he need, must need, need something. I'll tell you what he needs, Bob. needs his support. That's okay? Respect. Let's make it. Green light. Okay. You know what? Green light. Let's make that thing. Uh, supporting the other team. Bold That's, move. Bold twist. <laughs> I just when I saw that, it was just unreal. <laughs> All right, let's Mark. see. I'm sorry. Uh, snow day. Snow day, Mark. Yes. Is that yes, your uh, your movie? That's it. Yes, sir. I have, I have a concept. Maybe, so snow. maybe Ryan Koppelman could help me out. It's not as well thought out as yours, but you're the master, so I'll, I'll throw this. Con- In Do the it. 90s, I, I like the, remember, remember the super? Remember uh, uh, Joe Pesci? He was a slumlord. Oh, yeah. And uh, as penance for all of his uh, horrible misdeeds, a judge made him live in his own, you know, tenement. Uh, tenement exactly. And he had to live with all the, you know, the people he was uh, lording over. This is a, this is a, um, ooh, Giamatti, he plays a, um, a politician, and he does not believe in climate change. He, he says, this Ooh, is a myth, good. this is a hoax. Oh, so this is a movie with a message. It could be. <laughs> yeah. That's up to you. Yeah. But uh, his, uh, his, he's traveling with a press secretary, a young assistant. Maybe he has big ambitions. He's a senator. Maybe he has big ambitions. He's, he's, sitting there. he's in Iowa. Ooh, he's in New Hampshire. He's setting, he's setting some track, you know what I mean, for yeah, a possible pre- run. Sure, a presidential run. And his whole th- maybe, maybe his the foundation of his whole thing is like, ah, climate change. They're just trying to you know, steal our jobs and send them to China and blah, blah, blah. And uh, lo and behold, huge winter snap. He, out of control storm. Of course, global warming causes you know cold and hot. And he's snowed in with the young assistant who's maybe uh, lesbian, maybe gay, you know, a, a minority. In Tracy some, Chapman. Let's, Tracy go, let's Chapman. go full fancy here. And, he, okay. and they have to have a sort of, you know, coming to Jesus, you know, mumble. Maybe they're trapped maybe they're inside yeah. of uh i don't know a, a cab that you know the guy so had to leave this, for gas or something yeah, put, put, him, put him in a place where they Did, must be together is this like my dinner with andre sort of thing oh. where they're, they're like trapped in a cab and they just it, it they have to dialogue it out that, that, that movie's great though by the way amazingly mm-hmm. you ever yeah. watch it yeah because the, I mean, they're only in the cab it's for a little while but then they're they're in the restaurant a lot it's a really good movie. Weirdly, they're trapped. Wallace Shawn, the guy from Princess Bride. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're in a taxi cab. The, the, guy, the cab driver has to leave. And oh, the cab's frozen over. I, I'm worried that we don't have uh, any. That's, that's Adam's, that's Adam's question. If you don't, there's been one my dinner with Andre that was good. Most mm-hmm. of these, I know, are very know. difficult. L- l- can I take a shot at this Please. one? And now I haven't heard this title before, but this is, let me take a shot at this. <laughs> Here's 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 we're how starting I'm over. Are we? Here's I think we're, we're going to jump in. Let me take a shot. Let me take a shot. Don't go out to dinner with, to dinner with Brian <laughs> because they go and sir, you'd like to order. Brian jumps in. Uh, let, let me have a shot well, at this. Let me shot at this. I know you said salmon. The salmon sure is very good. I know. Get me out. Get me out. Can I just take a shot at it? We're here. No, no. This is why we're fine. Let the brilliant guy have a chance. This is just an idea. It's snow day. He said it. This is what I thought of. We like it. Okay. I don't know. Just okay. Do you know this? You here, Brian? You pick the actors okay all right we need a guy who's like a, a bill gates kind of a person who you really would believe is a titan one of the richest men in the world one of the five richest men in the world michael bean oh okay so michael bean is playing one of the great yeah. uh, perfect he seems smart right. certainly in some of those yep, yep. so michael bean and you guys know the thing about bill gates the deal he had with his wife for all those years where one weekend a year he got to take a trip with his old girlfriend what? this is a true thing guys it's not wow. anymore for the first bunch of years he was married no day every yeah so every uh, he used to have a, a weekend oh, oh I get it his father-in-law disapproved that's exactly right <laughs> yeah that's smart so so this guy uh, every Ed year Norton, no, Edward Norton Edward perfect Ed Norton. actually perfect smart guy and, yeah. and, 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 and who's the woman who was and, and the idea is he's not the idea in the Bill Gates thing was it's not a sexual weekend they just get to go away and really commune with each other because he's inspired by this woman this is a true thing like it's his muse so who's the woman Ooh. Ooh. Oh, age appropriate. Well, oh, we got to go age. 
age appropriate. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, someone who he knew since like a college, let's say. Well, if it's if I it's like Andy Adams. If Ed Norton sure. though is fifty two. Like No, he's younger than I am. I'm yeah, fifty one. He's, he's like, uh forty seven. Let's say. 47. But she's got to be right around oh, yeah, 45, yeah, 47. Exactly. Is like, Amy Adams around that age or is she I don't younger? know. Let's just um, say Amy Adams. Uh, we'll we, age can say Reese Witherspoon. we can say Sandra Bullock if you want. Okay. Oh, you guys pick Sandra Bullock. The actor. Let's go Sandra Bullock. Okay. okay. So they're going to take their trip that mm-hmm. they take. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're on the private plane and they're going to go to some island. That's where they plan to go. Mm-hmm. And they're on the private plane. But then what do they call the bomb? A bomb cyclone kind of a bomb situation cyclone. comes in. It's just They're forced to land somewhere else. But here's the thing. Uh a cabal of top cabal of uh, not terrorists but kidnappers. Mm-hmm. Think about like uh, have been tracking, knowing that. And when, for the movie's sake, you say that this thing happened every three years. He gets to go away with this woman. They've been tracking her for the past three years. You can't, you know, where Gates is, but they've been tracking her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's so your, she's your ticket there. And they were going to be on the island waiting, but they got they knew ahead of time about the weather. They found out when he did. They wherever the town is where his normal security isn't there. He and the woman are holed up. They're both brilliant. They can solve a lot of problems. They're holed up. And then, but the team of kidnappers who've been tracking the girl are finally here, and there's going to be a siege on them, and they have to figure out how to work their way out of it. Now, (laughs) okay, so you have my snow day. (laughs) (laughs) We have Brian's cab. Yeah, you're, that's just, that's my thought. That is, that is, I uh, like it. I'd Sorry, buy, Brian, you're I'd out. I buy two ah, tickets to that. Stick to uh, pushing buttons and uh, drop uh, and I'm drop. I'm sitting out of the next one. Bring the next one no! in. I'm not saying No, no. We, the, the reason you're here, we brought you in for, for this yeah, purpose. We don't do this to just anybody. I want to know about Bill Gates Me and the too. actual. I knew you'd love it. I really want to know how this actually works. Like, how long has this been going on? Is it I, I still know that going on? I think it doesn't still go on, but it went on for follow-up years. questions, <laughs> yes. but uh, he's uh, writing stuff down. As soon as I heard Snow Day, this all, I was like, the Gate, Bill Gates thing. And then I, I knew you'd love it. Well, is it, – it, it went – obviously, you if know you it. If you pitch it, this it, to a wife, how would you go <laughs> – I can't imagine that conversation. How would you, you – know, you, well, okay, the best talker in the world, Adam Carolla. How would you – how would you sell this? He, obviously, you have to establish at the beginning of your relationship. You can't come up with this five years into your marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to take a weekly trip. You have to go early, don't you? Yeah. Okay. I think you have to. There has to be something in it for the wife. Yeah. You, you have. You have to pitch it to her as why this is beneficial for for her. So. There, there needs to be like there, there. I mean, for lack of a better term, there just needs to be some payola. Like yeah. you need to, you need, you need to return a with a stacked washer dryer, right? Or uh, per, perhaps a new Tesla or, or something like that. That's uh, number one. <laughs> number two, I think you have to have them. Uh, you know, like dogs, where they go. I'm bringing a new dog into the house, and they say. Take something mm-hmm. that the dog has and like put it in there and let it the other dog like sniff you, yeah. it a little Meet bit. outside in the sidewalk and not right. at home. I feel like if you mm-hmm. got any of my exes together with Lynette and you had them enjoy a mimosa over <laughs> brunch, it'd take about 18 minutes before they were having a competition to – Basically, describe which one thought I was a bigger douchebag. Sure, like they're, they're immediately they, they'd be one upping each other. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, he got me a, a clock alarm for our anniversary, a fifth anniversary. Oh, you think oh. that's bad? He bought me Tori Amos's old flowers. Hey, so imagine right. having to sell that stuff to the to to, to your partner though. Oh, that you're going to do beach cottage uh, riding, dune buggies, hang gliding, and taking long long walks with this person. With your long, here it is. Love. Gates says he want to read yeah. it. Gina? It says Bill Gates told Time Magazine that he's 
spends a long weekend every year with software entrepreneur Anne Winbald at her North Carolina beach cottage, riding dune buggies, hang gliding, and taking long walks. <laughs> dot dot dot. There it is. Etc. Etc. It does seem. It does seem like you would have to bake that in when you propose. Yeah. I'd like to marry you, other than one weekend a year. Yeah, no, I think you do it. You do the same thing. You do the thing that I tell everyone who takes a new job. Let's just say you're taking a new job right now. Like you're just starting a new job right now. You walk in your boss's office. There's two two things you do with your new boss. You explain to them that you have a wedding in Martha's Vineyard, but it's not till July. But you just thought they should know now. Like you just want to get it on the calendar now. It's a dear friend from college. You're in the wedding party. Genius. It's Martha's Vineyard. Oh, that's fine. She'll allow it to the calendar. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, when you're sitting around and it's snowing outside and someone's talking about July and Martha's Vineyard, and the boss always just goes, yeah, yeah, no, fine. Yeah, but I get it. It's on the calendar. It was on from before you signed up here. You do that one. Then you get to July and you you get to like you know end 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 of June and you do the boss thing where you go uh, oh no and they go oh we're gonna need you on the O'Neill account and you go well I'm not gonna be uh, here that weekend yeah. and they go he goes he'll be confused what and you'll go remember I told you about the Martha's Vineyard thing and he'll go uh, when remember when I started I said I needed the week off and Martha's Vineyard I need the third week off because dear friend and he'll go. Oh, and he'll he'll be a little frustrated. He'll feel bad, but then he'll be apologetic. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, right. And then he'll be like, McMahon, get in here. You got to work on this account. Like, and you'll just get to go home. You'll just get a week off in July, maybe 10 days. Like, you could, if you set it up, if you set the table in January, it won't be held against you. You just yeah. automatically get a week. That, and uh, you explain to them. That you have the special needs child. Oh, yeah. Right. You and say that right away. Right off the top. And you do this thing where you go, uh, well, his name's Randy. I call him Trigger. It's a long story, but he's nine and he's not. I mean, he, he's my hero. And then you start to tear up a little bit and you go, he's braver than anybody I've ever met. Anyway, anyway, uh, I, I don't want to. Anyway, great. And then anytime you want to go home, you just do the back knuckle knock on his door. Not you can't go front knuckle. You got to go back knuckle. That means we need to talk. And then you come in and it's you a good go, time, boss. You go. Mind if I close the door? And he goes, Oh yeah, what? He's a little confused. And then you shut the door. And then you start to tear up a little. Like you can just punch yourself in the face a little bit before you go. And I'm <laughs> not oh, open hand, right? open hand. And then you go. Uh, triggers having it. And then you catch yourself and you go. Randy's having kind of a tough day and. And he'll, and he'll go, oh, oh, yeah, no, by all means, yeah, get out of here, said. get out of here, go, go take care what of him. What are you still go doing take, here? Go, go take care of him, and then, then you leave. Now, he'll never have to meet him. Occasionally, he'll say, like, how's Randy doing? And you can't go, huh? Who? <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta keep it, keep it in the front of your mind. But that'll get you out of any day, any event, any, anything. And this is what you do if you want the weekend away with the, the, the with the honey pie. Yes, you set the table before yeah. you get married, you explain. I got a chick named Randy. Call her Trigger. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> she has a cottage. Yeah, the dune so well. way, we all just rode right past the dune buggy part. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> hand gliding. It said dune buggies, Adam. <laughs> Do they want to ride? Picture Bill Gates. Like, really think about it. Bill Gates is getting in dune buggies with this woman and riding on the riding on That's the beach. Great. I feel like that's a golf cart. I don't feel it, like that's got paddle wheels. Did it, say, wait a second, did it say golf cart? No, it did not. No, I think that's depressed. That's uh, fake the dunes news. Dunes of the Cape. Fake news. Fake news. Hang gliding. <laughs> Long <laughs> <walks>. <laughs>
<laughs> Dune buggies is my favorite part. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's bring it. Let's yeah. let's bring it home. Adam Carolla will return in Made Up Movie Part Two. All right, let's see. Irvine Improv, speaking of movies, January 25th, Cobra. I'll be up on stage. We'll be uh, breaking down the game film with uh, Mike August. Uh, also, uh, this week, Rob Schneider's coming in, and uh, Jeff Cesario's stopping by again, as usual. Brian Kaufman in studio now, The Moment with Brian Kaufman. I'll be on the following week, Brian. When yeah, am this, I this Tuesday, up? John Bon Jovi in his first ever podcast appearance, and then a week later, Adam Carolla returns. Great get. And, of course, uh, season three, Billions. So that's March 25th. Everyone excited on Showtime. All right. We'll take a quick break. And we'll come back, listen a little uh, Good Sports. And we'll come back and do the news after this. Good Sports. It's time for a sports segment. It's time for Ace and Dave. It's time to get it started. NFL highlights. Mixed martial arts fights. Riffing on bats to Podcast One Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello sports fans. Welcome to Podcast One Sports presentation of Good Sports, the first of the week. The first of the 2018 year, as a matter of fact. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla over there. It's not just a new year. It's the start of the NFL playoffs, Ace Carolla. How do you feel? We're a week in at the time of this recording. We've already now seen uh, a one round, a wild card round, with the best weekend, I dare say, in all the sports upcoming, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I was uh, watching uh, at... W- Apropos to the playoffs, but not completely spot on what we're talking about. I was watching this whole thing with Brady trying to get rid of Garoppolo. Yeah. And I realized, you know, people think people people have no idea. Like, look, why do you think I know John Stewart? We have the same agent, blah, blah, blah. John Stewart was in the running to be the guy behind Letterman. So Letterman would have had John Stewart. People have heard me talk, have heard me say this before. It's not really a critique on Letterman. It, like, it's not a critique on Brady. The, the least likable human being who ever clipped on a lavalier mic, Craig Kilborn, ended up going after David Letterman. Do you think Letterman knew what he was doing? And would any of us want young, hungry, super talented, super funny Good-looking, 33-year-old John Stewart on after we signed off. It's the, You'd be it, it, looking it. over your shoulder your entire career. It's so right. And, you know, they always say that the toughest thing in the world to do is replace a legend. But I never think about it from the other side. You're right. I mean, listen, Gary Shandling's uh, Larry Sanders show, you remember that? It basically mirrored... 
the reality of that. John Stewart was in line, and the, he did guest shows. Remember Larry Sanders? Yeah. I don't know if you watched that. He came in and did guest shows in the episodes, and then they liked him so much that Gary Sh- or Larry Sanders was then threatened by John Stewart and was going to be replaced by him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that, what he also did was he put before Kilborn, he put Tom Snyder in there. Tom right. Snyder was no comedic threat, sir. He wasn't even a comedian, let a period. Couple things are going on. So first thing, so people would say to me when I would float this uh, theory, you know, what I think of is not that anyone is better than Howard Stern, and it's not that uh, anyone's better than Letterman. It's a simple negotiation. When it comes time to sign up the new contract for Brady or Letterman, you go, hmm, I'd like fifty million dollars a year, thirty million dollars a year, twenty eight. $0.7 million a year, they go, John Stewart will do it for $6 million a year. We like you. Bring your price down. Hmm. They you can't think- do that with, you can't do that if you have Craig Kilborn. I see. You. I think about it more from a vanity standpoint because I know I in that position would be vain like that. But it's also weird that if you're for remo- I mean, this applies to Letterman and uh, anyone else too. But if you're Tom Brady and you are considered to be the greatest QB in the history of people, that's not enough. Now you have to control who your successor is so that that guy doesn't somehow put a little dent in your legend. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, we saw Matt Castle do it, what, whatever that was, five, six years ago, or now more like eight, nine years ago. But anyway, when Matt Castle came in there and won double-digit games, that put a little dent into Brady. You know, that actually have a lot of people out there, well... It's more Belichick than Brady, apparently, because he can get the double digits with Matt Castle. The backup from USC can win games for him. And Brady probably, from an ego standpoint, is is at at minimum a little nervous about what that says about him if Jimmy Garoppolo wins a, wins a Super Bowl, right? Well, there's a, there's a few things. And, I get uh, you on the practical money thing, but I, I oh, to no, me it's more no. about so, ego. Well, there's, it's, it's, all, it's all the above. They all affect one another. So Brady was basically accused of getting rid of the better looking younger version of himself who was who was backing him up. Look, starlets do this kind of stuff. They don't want to work with younger, more attractive blondes and, and so on. And so I mean mm. this goes on forever. But because they're in a business where you name the guy, you know, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana you know, Joe Montana got Steve Young had to like come in. Uh, you know, that's what Brady did. Brady. That's exactly. That's a great comparison. Joe Montana did not like the presence of Steve Young. That's right. Nobody wants somebody. Well, first off, I would say no better judge of quarterback talent than Tom Brady or Joe Montana. They they can assess mm. who these guys are from a talent standpoint. They practice with them every day. They can see their throwing motion. They can see how the team responds to them. They they can tell if somebody has ability. Like, I have the ability to tell if someone has a great comedic sensibility. You have an ability to... F- Judge if somebody knows fruit, knows produce. Yeah. Or, or, oh, uh, we got to talk about that. My, my my spies have been telling tales on Adam Carroll. That's your right, spies. my spies. Your spies. I'm All getting right. text messages at two minutes to midnight on New Year's Eve about why Adam Carolla didn't approve of your fruit of the year. Cousin I said, Sal. I said, tell Carolla I don't give a good goddamn what he approves of. Well, let me say this. So just to bring it home, the, the allegations is that Brady got rid of 
of the guy who was backing him up, Garoppolo. And and then Belichick didn't like that Kraft said, okay, Tom, you're my guy. And Belichick said, wait a second, I'm the kingpin here, not uh, not Brady. And it has to happen. It you know, and it's unf- it puts Belichick in a horrible position. Not that anyone minds if Belichick's in a horrible position as he's so hateful. But look, you're 40 years old. You should be out of the league. You have two seasons or four seasons or whatever. We need to start grooming the next guy. I need that. I need my Steve Young. I can't. I'm trying to run an organization. This is the most important role in the organization. Guys feel like, yes, and I get it from the player side. Hey, this is a business. That's what they all say. You know, guys, once they make it to the pros, they're excited for the first few years. But once they come up to that second contract, that's when it dawns on most of the, the these guys that, oh, it's a business. And then they start, they, 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 there's a dollar figure attached to them and so on. But it is weird at the end that they do get that, that, that you know, it's irrational on some level. What do you want us to do, Tom Brady? You're, you're not, I'm, I know you intend to play till you're 45, but that's improbable. Even And let's say you do make it that far. We still have to, we, we intend to field a team after you retire, friend. I don't right. know what you think's happening here. Well, I mean, look, just look at this year. Look at Eli Manning. I mean, two Super Bowl wins over Tom Brady, and he's getting benched for a game. I mean, they're, they're, you're playing, they're playing out. All right, uh, let's get into the fruit thing. First, All right. I'll tell you about uh, that's cousin Sal. I'll tell you what happened. You know, I'll be honest with you. I have a lot of things we have to get to. I don't. I wonder if uh, your New Year's Eve uh, fancy pants uh, get together included another guy I'd like to address here. Danny Two Sheets. No, it's a guy who wants to talk about Fast and Furious, but oh, we got to talk about fantasy instead. <laughs> First, I'll tell you about Little Caesars. Man, they just came out with something big. It's a game changer. It's their extra, most bestest pizza. Most cheese, most pepperoni, the uh, nation's best price. Only six bucks plus tax. Nobody loads on. So much for so little. The extra, most best est. It's uh, hot and ready all day. Every day, I'm participating in Little Caesar locations. Love a uh, story I've never told, but uh, when I built the Acme Theater... Every single day we ate Little Caesar's pizza. Do you pizza. know something? That's funny. Every I, single day. Probably while you were doing that, literally, I was living on the north side of Chicago, and right around the corner from me was a Little Caesar's, and they had a great deal. I would walk around there just about every day and get myself some uh, pizza pie. Pizza, pizza. So if you love a lot of cheese, you love a lot of pepperoni, head on over tonight. You won't get anything else like this anywhere else and the claim of most cheese and most pepperoni at the nation's best price is based on comparison of the following pizzas for the top four national pizza chains little caesar's extra most bestest pizza and the other three pizza chains large round standard menu one topping pepperoni pizza sold at everyday menu prices all right so uh simmons uh let's see oh, let's fruit. hold this now yeah. it's too late let's hold this okay we'll talk about it I also want to hear what you think about the Patriots and where you think how far they their season uh, goes here, go, starting with uh, this weekend. We'll talk about that and much more as uh, as the sports week proceeds here. Podcast One Sports, good sports, out. Good I thought I was the only one. I told myself I was in control. It was constant, unrelenting. I felt trapped, helpless. I just can't make it stop. I tried pills and drugs. 
But that only made it worse. My name is Kalen. Dylan. Matt. Dawson. Gary. Chris. And I suffer from... I suffer from... I suffer from... I suffer from... I suffer from RCS. Restless cock syndrome. People think RCS is a joke. They laugh when they hear what it stands for. What they don't hear is the crying I do at night, knowing tomorrow will be another waking nightmare. I can't live like this anymore, but now I know there's help. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and I've helped countless men who have suffered from RCS. Restless cock syndrome. It's not a joke. It is a serious condition that affects 3.8 billion men, and they suffer each and every day. You are not alone. You are not a monster. Call your doctor now and set up help. You can get it to stop. You can tell it no. You can take back control and get help today. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, if Weinstein's attorneys are smart, and Spacey's attorneys are smart, they start working this restless cock syndrome in. They turn it into a disease and they get it going now. That's I, the way you get it. You yeah. literally get ahead of this. I'm empathetic now after hearing well, you that. You feel like, wow. Yeah, I feel really bad for them. Yeah, they're the victims. Yeah, you thought they were douchebags. Yeah, n- not you anymore. You thought they were predators. No, they're suffering. Yeah, yeah, they have a disease. I get it now. The odd part about the list of uh, victims, if I can call them victims, was everyone identified themselves by their first name except for Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, shall we uh, do a little news with Gina Grad? Let's do it. Give me the news with Grad. News with Gina Grad. Great. Viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad. Trouble in the Middle East. Celebrity drunk meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad. Well, the Hollywood Reporter says that the hottest accessory at the Golden Globes red carpet will be the Times Up. In, expected to be worn by leading ladies and men alike to draw attention to the Sexual Harassment Prevention Initiative launched uh, by Shonda Rhimes, Reese Witherspoon, Emma Stone, and other prominent Hollywood women. The Time's Up initiative was hatched by studio heads, producers, agents, and actresses who split into discussion groups to tackle different aspects of the issue. And it uh, the plan includes a legal defense fund for victims in all industries, legislative initiatives, and a request that women wear black to the Globe's ceremony. How about my RCS beer koozie? Do you think mm-hmm. that'll find the red oh, carpet? Yeah. It's a penis, but kind of a heart at the top. No, it's not. No. It's in good taste. Oh, it's just sorry. a regular beer yeah, koozie. It says RCS on it. And Time's up, Gina. I'm really sorry. Come on. All, right. all right. That'll fix everything. Yeah, so they're all going to Problem solved. Is it going to be a scandal? <clears throat> by the time people hear this, the Golden Globes will have happened. Yes. Is it going to be a scandal if, if a prominent Hollywood actress wears like a very. Um, uh, audacious, you know, colorful, bright. Yeah, Bjork yeah, yeah. showing Sparkly. up. In a Bjork swan. showing up in a swan outfit. Lady Gaga's got her. swans. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see that, right? If like the whole thing is like, you know, wear black. It and, will you know, absolutely send a be looked at as an right? affront. Absolutely. Yes. But then what about if you're in black, you're showing a lot of cleavage, you've had three hours of hair and makeup and you're dripping in diamonds. Like, mixed that message. Gonna... It's a mixed message. I think you'll see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but I think you'll see some of that. That's a way to sort of make it fashionable. Well, or, like when or, An- Angelina Jolie wore that deep cut black with the two slits way up the side to the hip bones, it might be a mixed message when they're black uh, 
gowns tonight. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Right. Ryan? Anyway, and I'm sure nobody solved. was planning on wearing wax to a no ceremony. He's making a trouble. gagging motion. He's sticking his finger in his mouth. <laughs> no, he's making the jerk off motion. These, these are actually my people. So. No, God I agree it's with weird that you would make such a I'm, I'm glad I, they should wear black, and uh, it's an important thing, and they should bring attention to it. And it's hard if you're a woman in Hollywood. Mm. You can't actually go out and not look good. It's, a, it's the conundrum that they face. So, mm. of course, they're going to go and try to look good. I, I was I was laying out so that well, I wouldn't be I a, understand, but a, you, just a big wet fart over this thing. But uh, to me, uh, you know, it, it makes sense to do to to sort of do something. I, I understand why they are. And you support this pendulum swing that's very much like we're well, taking no, back. Well, let's, okay, because you because have a conversation. It, it's Here, almost like I, the that people want to get rid of that whole Mad Men mentality, and I and I and I respect that. But look, you're no. a woman, so this is really, in in a way, I can't, I'm not I'm not going to mansplain to you. But let me tell you why, as a woman, you should like <laughs> I'm not going to like like do that. But um, let's so far, like no charge because of this argument. Well, it's all just because of what people have said. Nobody's been charged with anything. So uh, in a court, absolutely, there's going to if if this gets to the place, if the cops are able to find, like, I believe Annabella Skewerl. If you just look at one thing. I know Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein made my very first movie. I had a lot of interaction with him for a short period of time. Was Rounders yeah. the first? And that was Harvey made that. He financed that movie and I definitely spent time with him for that very, like I say, like a year of my life basically mm-hmm. in 1997. But uh, – and What's Annabella Sciorra She says fully – full like the, the, the kind of rape that even people who don't believe in – State rape exists in any way. Jodie Foster. The, the full rape. Yeah, the accused. Basically, the accused. Harvey pushed, please don't come into my room, pushed the door open, threw her down, right. raped her. And the way she tells the story, I just believe it. it. Everything about it seems credible to me. So in my personal judgment, I what do I believe? I believe Harvey Weinstein raped Annabella Scura. Uh, but if, if someone were going to bring charges, then you have to go into a court of law. Evidence has to be presented. The jury has to decide. Mm-hmm. But we're not – nobody's doing that. So, so for me, yeah, it – uh, I think um, when you talk about a pendulum shift, do I believe many men in many industries casually grab a girl's ass when they walk by? Yeah. Do I think that that's super harmful? I do. That may be like uh, – although I don't think it's not equivalent. So is that the same exact thing? Everyone always wants to go, is it the exact same thing? No, of course it's not exactly the same thing. But I think that a woman who has to go to work every day and spend some energy on wondering if someone's going to grab her ass today. Yeah. Well, you and I don't have to do that. No, I think about it. Nobody ever does. And I go home and I cry. We don't have to think we start right about that. <laughs> Energy she could be spending on cleaning the microwave, yeah. emptying the ashtray, or mining her own business. Crock pot. <laughs> Again, that's just my listen. That's just my take on it. No, I, I, I completely agree on that. I actually it was kind of weird. Full disclosure. So Mark Garagos, who we always turn to for answers on these types of questions, what's going to happen next is – and he'll tell you, like – he'll just tell you flat out, like when he found out that there was a second black juror on the Cosby case, he's like, they're going to deadlock and he's going to walk. And like he'll just tell you – and I, people always go – it's it's crazy because like Alan Dershowitz said it. it's like oh he's racist like he's an attorney explaining the law right. who was talked 
oh, by the way, t- talked to him by Johnny Cochran. <laughs> like, here's what happens. It's weird when you say to someone, hey, what do you think? And then they tell you what's going to happen. And then they go, it's, it's like you don't call a guy to come over to your house to inspect for termites. And then he'll tell you, we found infestation. And you yell, you're a heretic. Get out of my house. You can no longer Bug participate lover. in this in your profession yeah. anymore. It's like you ask the professional. That's what he said. So Garrigus will tell you what's going to happen. And so I've been saying, and, and he's pretty spot on. And he called Cosby and he'll call a lot of stuff. And I said to him, what's going to happen with Weinstein. And um, he said, I got a problem now. I can't really talk about that. And I said, why not? His daughter, Tenny, who's a dynamo and a hard charger and a delight. And an attorney, correct? An attorney. Guess whose law firm is handling Weinstein? Oh. Her, I mean, the law firm she works for. Mm-hmm. But still, she's going to have a bunch of information. Wow. And then he's going to have a bunch of information. And then, uh, so Family we'll get him drunk. Yeah, we'll definitely say. get something out of him. And First then we'll, of all, these mics are off. <laughs> we'll, we'll, Secondly, we'll figure it out. But yes, uh, agreed. I, I, I totally agree. Nobody should have to go to work and expend energy thinking about anything but work. And then if you're the boss man, you're the first guy who doesn't want a bunch right. of people expending energy thinking about things other than than Unless work. you're the boss man grabbing the asses. Yeah, so unless, that's, unless, com- that's where it gets complicated. When the, you right. know, that, the, uh, so that's when people don't always act rationally. And I think a lot of these people didn't act rationally. They let their baser instincts get the best of them. And, and I do think it's fair, ha- knowing a lot of actresses because of what I do, I do think that the gauntlet they have to run to get from their car mm. to the trailer to the set is nothing like the gauntlet that the actor has to run to get from those places. Well, and also we've talked about this before that women, and I'm speaking obviously, you know, anecdotally and people I know, we spend so much energy de-escalating situations when you'd love to be like, fuck you, or call the cops or call somebody or punch the, a guy in the face. You have to go, no, no, it's cool, it's cool, oh, and look for the that door. That Brian compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Such a cad. Yeah. So there's there's different ways to go about it. I and I I don't I think what what we're kind of joking about and Adam correct me if I'm wrong, but um, mm. is how much does the pin um, the decision to wear black does does that does that change society? Does that make other women feel more empowered, or is it just sort of spinning your wheels? Yeah. I, nobody knows. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not I think for you, people being empowered, by the way, but. <laughs> Because now you got a whole 330 million empowered douchebags. You want to live in that country? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. Yeah. Um, there's also a, there's also there's a, the the there's a part of this that drives me insane that doesn't bother other people. I think the worst thing you can do for anyone is make them feel like a victim. I think that's the worst thing you can do for their life. Whatever you are, what whatever you're, what if 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 my son was abnormally short and I kept reinforcing that the little guy you, know, you ever check the fortune 500 companies one guy under six foot one ceo the rest are all strapping tall i would never want to keep reinforced and reinforced or a handicapped person or anything like i would never want to even if it's true which it is true it is tough for short guys to go out Look, and run run companies i still wouldn't want to keep reinforcing that thing and i like this idea of living in a country where everyone's equal and everyone feels strong and everyone feels like their voice is being heard. I don't like the idea where we keep telling everyone you're victim, you're victim, you're victim. I like the idea of saying you're strong, get over it, move Overcome. forward, whatever it is. Now, not that's as, that's if a guy puts his 
hand on your leg in the subway, you're not a victim. If you Harvey Weinstein pushes his way into your hotel room, then you are a victim. That's that's all. Uh, the opposite of that, though, that is, is for years. I do think that for years, these actresses would call their the people who are supposed to look out for them, their agents, their mm-hmm. managers, and they'd go, "Hey, this really weird thing happened. I went to this guy's room, and he came. You know, I was supposed to I was having a meeting, and I went downstairs. I know women. You know, I went downstairs. I was supposed to meet in the uh, in the bar. Then two of his assistants were there, and they said, "No, no, no. The meeting's going to take place right. upstairs." And then they did the thing where you take Joe Pesci into the house, right. and you yeah. know, he thinks he's going to get made, oh. and right. then instead he walks in yeah. and he's like, uh, "Oh shit!" And what's then suddenly she's in the room. Yeah, right. And and so they were told, "Forget it. Move on." The operator. They weren't told you're a victim. They were told, um, hey, you get to be an actor. You get to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so balancing it is hard. I I just think figuring out how to balance that stuff, how to make sure that – so if it's not victim, what's a better word? Retribution, justice. These people, perhaps the way that they don't feel like a victim anymore is if they get some measure of justice. They get some measure of – it's, uh, it, yeah, no, I, I, I did Loveline a million years ago, and I said to somebody, um, rape victim, and they said rape survivor, which is which I, I made fun of at the time because it's a, who, who mm. cares, but I, I, I don't want to, I don't like victim. So that's kind things. of what you're talking I, about. I like, and I don't even really even like survivor. I just like this thing happened. It doesn't define me. It's not who I am. If, if you're sitting in an intersection and a drunk driver T-bones you, yes. you will break some bones. You may have horrific uh, physical consequences. And then at some point, you get mended and you go love your – do your work, love your country, love your children. And you, that doesn't make you who you are. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time. This criminal did something to you. And now we're moving forward. Should we punish that criminal? Yes. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Very little light between our positions. Mm -hmm. Unless he's rich and white, in which case, Scott. In which case, he'll buy it. I think that's understood. That's how the system's set up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little more light, perhaps, between our (laughs) positions than I originally thought. A lot of healing today. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Rich, white, male. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Now, sorry. Now you're back clarity. on board, Brian. Jeez. Oh, straight. I said straight. Yeah. Yes. That was pretty implied. Cisgender. Yeah. Yes. You said rich. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, Philip Morris wants to join people whose resolution is to quit smoking. The tobacco giant says it wants to build a smoke-free future and eventually get out of the cigarette business. It has taken out ads in numerous newspapers in the UK saying so and has posted a new manifesto on its website. It reads in part, quote, Society expects us to act responsibly. Wow. And we are doing they just... want to get out of the cigarette business. They see the writing on the wall. They're going into lawn darts. <laughs> they're taking a complete <laughs> different approach to this. They want to bring back lawn darts. <laughs> it says, uh, we're going to do just that by designing a smoke-free future. In changing times, you can always choose to do nothing. Instead, we've set a new course for the company. We've chosen to do something really big. Philip Morris turns an annual profit of at least $15 billion with more than 95% of its sales coming from cigarettes. I'm hey, wondering if how, about a, yeah. how about a class action lawsuit against the guy, all these companies, Skoll and whatnot, with oh, the yeah. smokeless Chew. tobacco, the chew. Like the whole thing is, is if you want to have a smoke, go outside and have a smoke, come back in. I don't care. The guys who dip, Oof. first off, it's the most repugnant thing in the world because you the see them – 
the idea of taking a soda can and putting yeah. something back into it is like putting a pipe cleaner up my and urethra. It's around like, with you. you see him like putting you, and it always takes. It's the third one where you go like that guy's been nursing that sprite for like four hours, and then you see him do a weird motion. Oh, he's got some dirt on his thumb. Like, yeah, and he's like, in, in, and then at a certain point he forgets about it, and at the end of the party you're like busting stuff, and they're like, oh, there's a little uh, soda uh, at no, the bottom no, of this can, no. and then you're like, Wah. and you start to dump it out. And it's weird and thick and yeah. gooey. Or that any anyone? Sorry, Gina. Hold your ears. But anyone has ever t- taken a hit no. off of what they thought was a beer, you know? But it had some dip in it. Like it's just, it's insane. It's repugnant. I'm not uptight. I'm an atheist. Seeing the guy sing once in a while, the guy get a clear cup and he'll just sit next to you, like on an airplane or something. And it's it's weird. It's gross. It's 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 hurting my quality of life. It's never a clean break into the cup. Yes, it's yeah. horrible. I'm from Kansas. There's, a lot of it. There's a lot of shrapnel. Yeah, friendly fire. Yes, yes. It's all gross, and it's all done in your proximity. Where mm-hmm. smoking, go to the lounge. Yep. Go right. outside. Right. Right. Go over there. Go to your own apartment. No one would just sit next to you and light up, but they'll dip next to you the whole time. Yeah. And there's no great technique. And nobody's invented a, re- a receptacle for this. It's just whatever can is spent, that shall become my dip receptacle. There's nothing to it. There should be a dip hood, a dip mask. <laughs> like, like for breastfeeding women, but it's Yes, <laughs> yes, shame, the same shame. You're so right, Gina. Thank God you've turned the corner on this one. The same shame you should feel as a young mother. Wait, shame. I didn't yes, mean shame. Yes, that's what no, I'm saying. Societal that's stigma. Right. The like, stigma. Just put a beach the, the, towel over your yeah, head. Yeah, I about it that no, way That's all. right. You're offending sure, the other not. people at the mall. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. They did. And it's yeah. always weird because the, yeah. it, it's always it's that you have to look and you have to go. What's he doing to that can? Uh-huh. He's not doing. He's doing something weird with that can. It's you know, caught in the mustache because yes. ninety percent oh. uh, have a mustache. Uh, have a mustache, and then it's getting caught in the stash. Yeah, you know the Halloween costume that Daniel son wore to uh, <laughs> exactly kid? exactly. He was, he was, he was the, a shower. Uh, shower that's what you that worked. That's, that's what you need. Thinking. Dip curtain. Thinking. Yeah, that's the good. dip curtain. <laughs> Good indie band. I smell an ace award. Brian should sign this, guys. <laughs> well, a day after a player won the $450 mega million dollar prize, an even bigger haul has been won by a single-ticket Powerball jackpot holder. It's according to Yahoo. One ticket sold in New Hampshire matched all six numbers to claim an estimated $570 million jackpot. Uh, if claimed as a lump sum cash payout, the jackpot will be about $300 mil. Under the rules of the lottery, a winner can choose to receive the cash in 30 annual payments or the lump sum. The win was the second largest for a single winner in Powerball history and the seventh largest in the U.S. lottery uh, history. In 2017, a Massachusetts woman won a $758.7 million Powerball prize, and I know you're rooting for them. I have thoughts. I have many thoughts. First, I'll tell you, uh, I should uh, not forget our great sponsors like LifeLock. You can go there, use the promo code ADAM, save 10% now, and uh, TrueCar. Go to TrueCar.com. Download the app. Great sponsors. Um there's, I, I find the lottery insidious. Like, I, I, I hate it. I, I, I feel like it's the worst message, the worst message a government could send to its citizens. The worst, which is, eh, deck stacked against you. The playing field's not level. But, but, but you could do this. You could spend money you should be using for orthodonture on this and or your kids, whatever. But you do it on that. Fine. I hate the message. I hate it. I also hate the fact that 
gambling on football is illegal, but gambling on nothing is, is legal, insane. And also, you know, how do you want us to respect? This is basically a dad smoking and lecturing his daughter on health. You know what I mean? Like, how are we supposed to listen to you? You sponsor the, the worst form of gambling. The commercial that drives me the most insane is when they start breaking it off five grand a month for the rest of your life. Like, there's a new one, which is you get, I think, five grand a month for the rest of your life, which is just enough to keep that methadone drip going for the rest of your life. I, You find me a 26-year-old kid, I'll tell him I'll give you five grand a month for the rest of your life. I guarantee I'll ruin his life. Ruin his life. And then, like, when you pass away, you can get $5,000 a month to your next of kin. The, the only thing worse than the lottery, the only thing worse than giving... A hundred million dollars to someone who hasn't earned a hundred million dollars is giving them five grand a month for the rest of their life. I, I, they found like new ways to break it down to do even more destruction. It's dangerous. Yeah. I, I hate it. As far as whatever, benefiting the schools, I don't know. Has anyone seen the schools see. no. change at all? It drives me insane. That the message being, is this is your way out. That being said, it is weird when you run into people who are smart, who you respect, and so on and so forth. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, cousin Sal. Okay. Me and cousin Sal and Daniel Kelson, Danny Two Sheets, were driving. We drove to a restaurant in Maui that was like sixty miles from the hotel. I mean, it was an hour long drive, and we were driving back. And Daniel was driving one car and Sal was driving the other car that I was in. And we got stopped at a DUI checkpoint. Uh-oh. And I'll, I'll get into great detail about why this angers me at, at some, some, some later point. But Daniel had had one Mai Tai over the course of like this two-hour dinner. He had, like one, he had a Mai Tai. Right. They brought him out a drink. over, But it was about a two-hour dinner. And the cop was in his grill and screaming at him and this, that, and the other. And it was Ow. like, it was, it was a mess. But at some point he said to him, you either, you can take the breathalyzer or you can get in that Uber and go back to the hotel and leave your car right here. And Daniel, not really knowing what was in this homemade Mai Tai or what, what was going on, just went, screw it. We'll all get in the Uber. Right. You have to make that. If the guy's giving you that chance, you right. got to take, take the it. Uber. Yeah. Now he wouldn't have given him the chance if he thought he was drunk, but. He don't. He was, he was put on a show. Weird. He was put on a show. I'll get into all the details of why I hate this guy. But anyway, he got in the Uber. They drove back. The following day, we had to figure out how we were going to go collect Daniel's rental car, which was behind the Mount Akoawea Highway, thirty miles from where we were. <laughs> so we all ate breakfast, and then after breakfast, me, Sal. And Daniel, Danny Tushitz, got into Sal's rented van, and we drove out to the car, which was, uh, you know, an hour away. Uh, when we got to the car, Daniel announced he'd forgotten his keys. Oh. No, that's not true. Oh. That's, awesome. that's not true. It was awesome. Oh. It was awesome. I was laughing. I mean, I was, I mean laughing was, I was laughing my ass off. I was laughing my ass off. So along the way. <laughs> oh, that's really true. I, listen. I didn't say a goddamn word. And the reason I didn't say a goddamn word is there's nothing I could say right now that would punish him more 
than what is actually transpiring in front of him, which oh, is we're on, staring man. at his You're rental an impro- car. An improv comedian. I can't inflate. It's like it's right like watching a guy falling into a volcano and you yell douchebag <laughs> while he's burning alive. Like it's, you're not going to do any more than what he's doing to himself. Than what he's doing is now we have to drive an hour back to the hotel. He then has to either convince Sal to turn around and drive. Like we're going to ruin a day for Sal, or he's got to like Uber back, or he's got to get his wife to drive Sal's van back. Oh. Like uh, I didn't vacation. say I didn't say a word because there's I nobody. At that moment, feels worse than Danny. Yep. Two sheets, and uh, so I just sat there. Two sheets to the wind, with a smile on my face. But along the way to get to his car, which we didn't have the keys for, <laughs> he didn't think of it till we got to his car. He announced that he doesn't play the lottery, but if it gets over like two hundred million, he'll buy a couple of tickets. And I thought we always make fun of those people, don't we? Yeah, the poker guys did a a, a, a look at the numbers. And there is a number over which it makes sense to spend the dollar. It's like a three – one of you guys could find this too. Mm-hmm. There is a number – you know, if you crunch the math, the lottery's never worth playing. It's always a sucker play. Above a certain number, the dollar is worth the because of the payoff. You can find the sort of the crunch thing. I'm not, I won't do it. But there's the, – even the poker guys, you can't do it. You can't do it. I don't remember what the number is. But there's a – there's a proof but for so it. So above for you. 200 million I don't know what or the number something is. I don't know insane. what the number is. I think it's over three. It's easy to find. There's a thing. It's like, oh, at that num- point, there's a justification. That's interesting, interesting because the rules have changed with the lottery and have made it even harder now to win. So that, I bet that number is yeah, changed I bet you it's a higher well. number, yeah. yeah. There's also a societal thing where once it gets to a certain point, it's the thing people are talking about. You yeah, know, you want to hey, be in the, in the zeitgeist. Yeah, I just want to like, I don't know. If the dollar doesn't mean anything to you, like Daniel Callison or Sal or whoever, eh, spend the dollar. The office will get, yeah, hey, this is fun. fun. Everybody want to, you know. At that point, you're All right. just, you know, I, I agree with that. Although I doubt we'll be doing a Corolla digital pot anytime soon. All right, well, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Now, that's a smart bet, LifeLock. Mm-hmm. Doing some uh, post-holiday sales shopping from your mobile device. Scammers can steal your credit card info and other data with phony retail apps. Only download apps from reputable stores and read reviews from uh, complaints about malware and stuff like that. Take care of yourself. One in four people experience identity theft. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your information on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. And once your credit gets broken, it's really hard to put it back together. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, they're U.S.-based restoration specialists. Will work to fix it. They're the best. They're the industry standards. 2018. Protect yourself. You're online all the time. You're vulnerable. It's LifeLock. Dawson. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code Adam. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code Adam. That's Adam to save 10% now. All right. What else? All right. Well, United Airlines Flight 895 from Chicago to Hong Kong had to be redirected to Anchorage Thursday. There's been a lot of these stories in the news due to a, quote, passenger smearing feces everywhere, according to airport police. Police say the adult male smeared the excrement within a couple of bathrooms, took off his shirt. (laughs) Matt, the porcelain punisher, Fondelaire. (laughs) And attempted to stuff it in the toilet. Passenger Trisha Mason said the subject was, quote, shaking the seats around him and pouring soda and water on the floor and on people's laptops. I know uh, people made fun of me initially some years ago when I proposed this sort of Con Air-esque cage in the back of all... 
now idea. maybe not the uh, 737s and the smaller ones that are Puddle going jumper. from here to Phoenix and that kind of stuff. But anything that's going overseas, yep. I don't want to turn that thing around. Nope. Let's just get the cage. Out. Yep. The best part is this headline I saw about this story was tweeted to us, I'm sure by a number of people, befouled. Befouled, befouled. is a great word. That's a Passenger great word. befouled yes. Yes. that airline. The FBI Bathroom. says they're investigating the incident. The subject involved in the incident was released from the- How does that work if you're an FBI agent <laughs> when you're like, you're sitting Gloves. at a bar and somebody finds out what you do? What do you do? FBI? Ooh. Ooh. What are you on this Trump thing? What's going on? Hey, what's going on with those Hillary uh, emails? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not on that- uh, Little, that little serial away. killer, like but a Hannibal Lecter situation. Protecting the president, or you're looking at there's a oh, ISIS sleeper cell. Uh, Definitely protecting people. Uh, crazy guy <laughs> smeared shit on a uh, on an American flight. So, are you part of the custodial staff? You said we take samples. So, I guess you could say we're removing some of the fecal matter, but they're not enough samples to really count as cleaning. But uh, so, what we do is we study the fecal uh, samples. My you know pies what? are burning. I have yeah, to go. It's, it's really anyway. nice talking to you. I'm super dry. But I'm allowed to carry a gun. Oh, oh. of course, we wouldn't need it in the uh, shit house, you know, the bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> Well, they are investigating the incident and said the subject involved was released from the jail in Evansville, Indiana, two days prior to the incident on board the flight. Apparently, the 22-year-old man had a one-way ticket to Vietnam to live with family. He had been a resident of Oakland, California. (laughs) Sounds like the end of a threat. You have a (laughs) one-way ticket to Vietnam. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. it's that or Palookaville. Yeah. You want to go. There's two. uh, So air travels too cheap. Air travels too abundant and too cheap Uh, and too accessible and too many crazy people. These people were formerly on a slow boat or they take a bus Bus, to a slow boat and now it's like everyone. Talk to these people like you can go to the UK for two hundred eighty nine dollars if you book in advance or whatever. It's too cheap. There's too many crazy people. Everyone's on prescription meds. Like it's it's too much. Yeah, we need the cage. Yeah, he's been talking about this for a while, Brian, that air, airplane travel should be much more expensive so everybody else can just stay on the ground and get to where they're going that way. That's right. And yet yet, yet, yet you choose to fly coach, Adam. That's right. That's true. That's right. Yet you fly coach just to complain to about himself. all that. You actually just – they do have the, the equivalent of that. That is the coach cabin. That You're is. in it. You're right. Go. You're, a you're a multimillionaire. Go mm-hmm. to the front of the plane. You're right. Also, slow boat people. the next time someone plays the movie game. Slow boat. Yeah, oh, that's a good title. Yeah. That's a title for the movie. Two man. characters trapped in a slow boat for the entire... <laughs> they have to work out their political differences. <laughs> it's a talkie. It's funny. <laughs> we have a slow boat. We have a swift boat, but we don't have a sort of medium boat. Yeah, there's no cruising boat. Cruising boat. <laughs> what are you the captain of? Fair to Midland. <laughs> yeah, an average we'll boat. Steady about, as she goes. Eh, about nine knots. Yeah. We don't push it. <laughs> that's my thing with that's my thing with jewel thieves. There's no regional. I'm an international jewel thief, but there's no. I do the Glendale, Burbank. I'll get into Van Nuys on occasion, but Tri-state I, I kind of know my space. I know yeah. I have my route. Yeah, I don't want to get in other people's. You know, I don't want to impinge on their scene. It's in a gig by Dr. Stadium local, once. local jewel thief. Local jewel thief. Yeah. Best first story man on the planet. Not he doesn't do the second story. There's a lot. There's plenty of guys who'll take care of that second story. Right. Yeah, and I wouldn't call myself the way I elude the police. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not a master of disguise, but I'm like top 20. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm damn good. I can throw I'm on good. sunglasses like, with I'm the best I'm good one. for, uh, like I'm not a master of disguise, right. but I'd be like the best disguise person in my high school, but I couldn't really go to the next disguise You might not have level. even met anyone better than me it's at unlikely. disguise. Right, right but you, still but not, but a not, master, a master, not a really master. Not a master of disguise. Not an apprentice. I'm a journeyman of disguise, yeah. I guess you could say. Top serviceable, yeah. Yeah, I'm serviceable at disguise, and I'm a local jewel thief. So, you know, you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know what you're getting. And one of the better second story men on the planet. Not not the best. And as far as wheel man, eh, fair. Not the best. I know that baby driver guy. Yeah. Not uh, me. No. Can you afford the best? No, obviously. You wouldn't be here talking to me if you yeah. could. Now, the reason we're talking is we're going to do the second to last mission. <laughs> not not the last one. But yeah. not one last caper. This is the one before. The, one before. the penultimate. Penultimate. Penultimate yeah. caper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I got to get some of the old gang together. Russia, <laughs> I'm not going to get. Yeah. I'm not going Bert, forget it. That guy is a buzzkill. Yeah, a couple yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Are, no. They're busy. They said no, they're I mean, they're good, but their attitude is horrible. Yeah. So Handful I'm of get the old gang. Some of the gang together <laughs> to do the second to last yeah. caper. They do good work, but they're a pain in the ass to be around. That's right. Also, and, I'm, yeah, you're, you're just young enough for this shit. <laughs> you're still. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. Still, almost, but I'm still yeah, but just I'm not, young yeah, enough. Right. I think for the next year, I can probably you still do this shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm almost too old for this shit. Yeah. Your driver's license? Oh, you're not. Are you, you too old? No, no, I'm not too almost. old for it. I will just be. Just young enough. Just young just. enough for yeah. this shit. All right, let's bring it home, Gina Grad. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Oh, no, All right. Gina, Gina, that was the news with Gina Grad. Ah, uh, let me tell you about True Car. MSRP might know what it stands for, but what does it mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price. It's all confusing. Introducing True Price from True Car. Know exactly what you'll pay, including fees and accessories, before you get to the dealership. Know your True Car price. It's a great price because True Car shows you exactly what other people paid for the exact same car. Apples to apples. You get your certified dealer. You set their uh, True Car price. It's uh, always competitive because they have uh, dealers all over the place and they want your business. So you go to True Car. You find your car. You lock in your price. You get your certificate. You go to your certified dealer and you pick up your new ride in 2018. Why not? Whether it's new, whether it's used, it's True Car. So when you're ready to buy, you visit True Car. Enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right. Let's see. Oh, Joe Coy and Rob Schneider on tomorrow's show. Let's not miss that. Always a good good time. They should both do their stereotypical Asian characters to one another. Uh, also, you can subscribe and leave a nice review on iTunes. We love that. Always tell a friend. We got the cruise coming up. That's uh, in September, but Ooh. it's going to sell out. Yeah, I was checking the uh, the boat, much like you were. I was spectacular too. ship. Got a rock okay. wall. Except yes. a rock wall. It's got the surf thing. It's... I will be doing the surf thing. Show off that world famous balance. I shall be showing that off in a, a one piece. This is top notch. Price alone. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Top notch. We'll do an event around. You get tickets at amcarola.com and go to chassis and uh, two S's and wine, the ACS store, and get yourself some buck slips, a cap, whatever. Brian Koppelman, everyone. The moment with Brian Koppelman. Listen to Jovi on it now, and then listen to yours truly on it. Episodes Tuesday on uh, Apple. And uh, also, let's not forget Billions, best show on TV. Season 3 premieres March 25th on Showtime. And until next time, this is Adam Carroll for Brian Koppelman, Gina Grad, and Ball Brian saying...
Mahala. Free as a Magella. Call in times and phone topics. Follow the show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow the Ace Man on the Twitter at Adam Carolla. Give him a thumbs up on Facebook and leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Tickets and inform on the live podcast, main great events, books, movies, and more. Go to AdamCarolla.com. Adam Carolla. 